0: Welcome back to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We got a great segment for you. It's called The Athlete and the Chef. So sit back, relax, and let's go. All right, welcome back to Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We have a great athlete and chef uh, episode for you today. Uh, my name is Chef Matt. I am your host. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Cornell George. How you doing today, buddy?
1: I'm good. I'm tired. It's my son's birthday party. Uh, he said he straight up wanted to like change his birthday, all the celebrations to today, so that he's not at school. And he also wanted to open his presents today because, I mean, tomorrow's his real birthday. And we're out of the house by 7.15 in the morning. So he's like, I want to sleep in. And I want to open my presents. And I want to have breakfast. And (laughs) so tomorrow, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to remember his birthday tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) dude. So my dad was like that as well. Like, we would always celebrate on the weekends. And so what that meant is that, like, you knew you weren't getting – a happy birthday on the day of your birthday. Not that I necessarily need it, but I always thought it was funny. Like it was like day of birthday, and he'd call me and he'd just be a normal day. And it's like, <laughs> yep, that's how it goes. He's like, We already celebrated it. I'm not saying happy birthday. Like, cool, awesome. I don't I don't need it anyways. But yeah, dude, that's a uh big 14. That's a that's a big birthday. I don't I mean my daughter's gonna be 14 and she was not uh letting me forget it. So, uh, it seemed like he was, uh, it seemed like you guys had a heck of a weekend though. Yeah, it was, it
1: was busy. I had Friday, I took lifting off. Uh, so I went a little bit heavier. Maybe we'll talk about that on Wednesday. And yeah, I knew I had Thursday and Friday to recover. And then we went to this like trampoline park and that was pretty cool. Like I just sat around and watched and I'm like, I'm I'm not too old for this stuff, but I'm too old for this stuff. <laughs> and it was a, it was a pretty cool place. I mean, they had a, like a, a building wall that you could just jump off of. It was like a 35 foot drop into a air cushion. And I just okay. sat there and watched like a bunch of kids chicken out. And I was like, ah, you're gonna, I see how you are. <laughs> and my son, he'd never been there before. And he just ran up and just like dive bombed it. I'm like, cool.
0: I think I told, I told them some stories
1: about like regrets and like a whitewater rafting trip when I was in seventh grade and I didn't jump off the high rock and I literally regretted it the whole year. And then in eighth grade, I, I ran up the rock with no fear and just, I mean, terrified, but like didn't show any of it and just ran and jumped off the rock. I was like, that was a year of regret. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's funny how you, like I still think about those things too but like when you saw your son do that was that like a at a boy moment like yeah that's my boy because that's yeah, how he, I, I don't
1: know that. oh yeah definitely no he <laughs> especially seeing all the other kids kind of chicken out it was six boys and god like I drive a a, a small SUV let's just say that with seven seats <laughs> and having four or six 14 year old boys who just got done with a track meet, cross country track meet, get in the car. They smelled so bad. I literally had a little thing of smelling salts in the door of my truck and I just like let it hover around my face the whole drive. And then we went home and thankfully they changed and they didn't stink anymore. And then we went to the trampoline park and they just smelled so much worse. And the the ride home was about (laughs) 35, 40 minutes. And I just let
0: that stuff sit under my nose. Dude, I'm telling you, the the hormone stank is real. And I mean, I experienced it with my daughter, but like I had a nephew. It was probably, oh, I don't know, three years ago now. And I was taking him to the gym with me like once a week and we would go and, and we would lift and like, I would hit the sauna and he'd sit in the hot tub. He showered. I mean, the boy should have been clean, but the ride home was the worst stench I've ever smelt. I'm like rolling down every single window. <laughs> so I totally understand and empathize what you're saying right there because it's real, man. That, that, you just doesn't come, it doesn't go away. It doesn't come. off. Yeah.
1: One of the boys left a deodorant at the house, and my wife looked at it and she goes, Oh, this looks like a nice deodorant. It's all natural. It's this. I'm like, It doesn't work.
0: (laughs) She's like, What? I'm like, Yeah, it doesn't work.
1: It doesn't work.
0: I was like, Those boys
1: need the most toxic things that are by shaving years off your body or your age, but they save everyone else. That's what, at that age, that's what they need.
0: Oh, that's the truth, <laughs> Don't buy it; it doesn't work. That's all you had to say, and just walk away. That's great. Yep. Oh, dude, yeah. Now, kids' birthdays are fun. Um, we, you know, we always do some fun stuff. But it looks like, I mean, you guys were doing archery, the parkour stuff, like that, man. That that was that's a great thing. Do you guys eat any good food?
1: Trying to think, we we made a freaking grip load of tacos. For, for the yep. boys um, nice. The pack that I get has pork, chicken and steak all in one, but the the pork and the steak they marinated and looked exactly the same and I was trying to like keep them separated and i I mixed up two and I made like uh, three packages of like three full packs of three and they just like mowed it right. down. So geez, <laughs> nice,
0: good work. Girl and boys. Yeah. um we did we did we did uh we, so we did uh what i i've talked about this gringo burritos it's just american style burritos but i was like my wife's going to the store and she's like do you need anything else i was like yes get a bag of fritos and i was i threw a ton of fritos in these burritos and it was like the best thing ever that's, that's I, and i'm great. like this is so simple but it's so good <laughs> oh so, uh, yeah. yeah i got, I got it. it i, I gotta get get a really... other... oh. Mm-hmm. oh, sorry go go ahead no go ahead oh. go you go
1: I got into a little debate today with my sister because my family was over for my son's birthday. And I just got a big box of like multi, like a bunch of little chips. And okay. I was talk. my dad grabbed the Fritos and I was like, that's actually like one of the, I don't want to say healthy, but like one of the, the least crappy ingredient chips you can get and my sister right. I was like no it's it's full of corn and corn is the most genetically modified food in the world and blah blah blah, 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 oh, blah. I'm no. like I'm not eating this stuff oh, for oh, no we're not eating chips for for health and for trying to be healthy but if you look at the package of of those chips it's corn salt and oil and that's it
0: yeah <laughs> you know you know how you stop that conversation is you look at her and you say tell me something that's not genetically modified that we eat that's not grown in your own garden that's all I yeah. say. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're genetically she modifying is, everything we eat.
1: <laughs> she is the one who has a full, like, working garden, and uh, okay. she's well, she's <laughs> she's building the house right now that has two and a half acres. And I mean, yeah, she is that uh, one person. But
0: <laughs> okay, okay, and she's also a pastry chef, right? If I remember correctly,
1: uh, different different sister, but they're all. Oh, different. I mean, okay. We were all raised by the same Hungarian chef mother that nice like that's why we know how to cook that's great that's fantastic
0: well you know i wanted to uh kind of restart something that we talked about at the end of the uh, last episode um, because it came up in our polo and uh, there was just a lot of talk about it and so might as well keep on talking about it and that's the uh the big debate on straps and um i guess since I'm a little, uh, I'll say I'm a little more naive when it comes to straps than you are, I'll, I'll give you my explanation and then, you know, uh, you can go, go about what uh, cause I, I tend to trust what you say a little bit more cause you might've been doing this more, but you know, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, for me. I, you know, I did, I was on a podcast and I talked about like, oh, you don't need straps. And I think what that was, was that a, that was a moment in my weightlifting time where I realized that what I was being told was not necessarily the end all say all to what you have to do when you weightlift. And so that was the first moment I realized I could lift weight or, you know, keep, uh, doing snatch and clean and jerk without straps. I don't, I don't clean and jerk without straps or with straps, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like that, that, that was kind of like the proclamation point of like, I don't need straps. Straps are, not, they're just a gimmick. They're not a gimmick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm here to set that straight. They promise you, They are not a gimmick. Um, but what I do is I use them when I need them. And, um, I try not to, uh, depend on them too much. But when I feel myself depending on them too much, I'll take them away. Um, now if it's a heavier lift and I'm in the middle of a cycle, damn straight, I have straps on. Um, but if it's nearing a competition, I usually take them off a month before. And that's just me. And that's because I'm really trying to condition my hands and, and be ready and make sure my hand placement is good. Because one thing I notice with straps is it helps get my hands in the right place on the bar. And so I got to be, I got to get kind of used to putting my hands on that place without the straps. Um, you know, you said something really cool, which was the side, the barbell cycling. Um, if I'm, and I'm the same way, if I'm wearing straps, um, and I'm barbell cycling, they better be quick. It's not like, Lift it up, drop it, pick it up, lift it up, drop it. It's like all you're cycling through it, which is the name of barbell cycling. But um, (laughs) so that's my thing is like I'd use them when I need them. I don't proclaim that they have to be used, I don't proclaim that they shouldn't be used. It's a I know my own lifting style and I use them when I need them. There it is. I like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Solid.
1: So what I think is some of the stuff that like we kind of talked about and so this is some of the stuff we also didn't talk about is there are certain coaches out there who just say like look at the top lifters in the world they're all wearing straps it's like oh cool right yeah it's true most of them yeah. are are right. you one of them are you one of the top <laughs> lifters in the world have you put in a decade or more lifting are you lifting yeah. Are you, are you lifting, are you snatching more weight than the majority of weightlifters can deadlift? I don't think you are. Right. So Ooh. you like I, this little phrase that I just started saying a lot more and I, I really like is you haven't earned that yet. You haven't earned yeah. getting to just where them whenever you want. And right. I'm not saying that like, I, it, it there's a, there's a, per, a purpose for them. And in the beginning with weightlifting, that's not the time. That's not the purpose you need to, right. you need to condition your hands. You need to get strong hands. You need to get a strong grip. You need to, mm-hmm. to learn how that bar feels not just your bar, but multiple bars. Uh, yep. That is something that I have done in the past. And it's actually why I lift 99% of the time on an Alico bar is Masters weightlifting, not this new thing that USAW came out with, but real masters weightlifting. They use Aliko everything. So I have two Aliko yes, bars. Do. I literally train yeah. on the bar that I'm going to compete with. Like the same, it's the hmm. same neural. It's the same. It's the competition Aliko bar. That's that's what I use. And okay, I have seen people get messed up when they go out there and all of a sudden they're using a different bar that they're not used to. It's like okay. Well, growing up, or I'm growing up, I'm 41 years old, but growing up in the sport, there was times where I would purposely not use the same bar every time because, or I would research to find out, okay, at the AO series, they use the Piro bar. I hate that freaking bar. It's the worst bar known to man, in my opinion. It's way too sharp. It's way too aggressive. It'll just jack your hands up if you're using that on a regular basis. I know there's, but that's also... I don't use it every day. My hands are not accustomed to that. Uh, right. I think no, I for, for a competition bar, it's actually really good because it is so sharp and so aggressive that if there's a little bit of extra chalk on it, it's not really going to affect you. Yeah. In competition, you've got six lifts that you're going to do out there. So hmm. uh, you're not going to necessarily get as jacked up as you would if you were training with it all the time or if you were doing – five triples or something like that.
0: Right. Right. So that's yeah. Yeah. Keep on going. I got an interesting topic I want to talk about after you get done with this. So go for it. But I was just thinking like in the beginning, the first three to like
1: maybe the first three, give or take years, if you're training consistently, there's no, you're not going to most likely be lifting unless you're an Olympian or someone who's going to go to the Olympics. And if you're, if you're not going to the Olympics in three to four years, like starting at 25 years old, getting into the sport, you're not going to the Olympics. So get, get past that.
0: <laughs> so yeah, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, if the first three years, you're not going to lift enough weight realistically to need straps. And that's how much time I think you should be spending two to three years to, uh, getting into the sport and learning what it takes to like, beat your hands up after that. I think you have, you've kind of earned the right to, to get to use straps. If you have, in my opinion, if you have to taper off straps, then you're using straps too much for competition. Like if yeah, you have to, that makes if, sense. if you're worried about needing to taper off straps, cause you can't, you think you can't lift as much without straps. Um, then you're using them too much. Uh Something yeah. that I, we talked on the polo about is I will, I will take lifts with straps and then not take lifts or take lifts without straps in the same session for no reason. And sometimes right. it'll be the last lift. I'll just go out there and I'll hit it with no straps and it's not a big deal. And then there's other times where I'll just, I don't know where I threw my straps. I just ran to the bathroom. I'll just, I'll just go hit this and then I'll, go a couple times and kind of play with it. So there was one time where I hurt my one hand but I was for some reason I was I was like I'm just going to wear one strap and see how that goes and it was fine too.
0: <laughs> so well you had me do that the other day when you called like I'm I'm just like getting ready to lift and I get this random FaceTime call from Mr. Cornell George and I'm like <laughs> hey what's up and we start talking and you're like do this lift one with straps and then lift the other without straps and just alternate. And I did it. And, and my said, it was, it was awesome. And I could feel the difference between the two. And that's also another thing is like, do that. So if you want to know what the difference is, like do it and see what your difference is and see how your body moves and all that. So I firmly, um, agree with that. And I I think more people should try that because that's a, that's a nugget right there. Yeah. I think, I think that's just something that a
1: lot of people that are starting out in the sport are not doing enough of, but there, there is definitely a time and a place like, yeah, I want to say for, I don't know exactly when I started using straps, but three, three years, give or take a little bit, like for the first couple of years, I know that we were doing like hang triples and we were doing like, lots of complex work without straps because we didn't first we didn't know about them i mean we we knew about them but we only saw like the the lasso style not the loop and those are in my opinion a lot scarier to use if you're going to be going overhead you want the quick release ones that you can just literally open your hand and let go not something that needs to unravel two or three times to release
0: i see now here's where we differ because i started with the loop and I didn't like, uh, the one thing I didn't like is I, is, um, and I know that when I started, I didn't even know what a God, uh, what a weightlifting strap was, nor did I know how to use it. But after I hurt myself using the loop, I went to the lasso and it's just kind of like a familiar feeling. And so for me, like I've gotten pretty good at, at being able to bail. Now I will say this. And I told Damon this yesterday when we lifted, he goes, cause I missed one out front and he goes, okay, this next one, I want you to miss behind. And I go, Damon, I've never missed behind. I've <laughs> never dropped the bar behind me. And he goes, why? And I go, I don't know. I think it's a shoulder thing, but probably I'm just a scared. I'm scared. <laughs> like, I don't know if my shoulders like go back like that. And I'm sure they do if I just threw the bar up. But uh, yeah, so I, I use the lasso and I have and I like it because it's familiar feeling. But then again, like I'm, I'm sure if I use the other way, it would probably be just as familiar. I don't know. Yeah, I think. How how long are yours? Your lassos? Oh, the, the lasso is probably like tops like, three inches. I can wrap okay. it around, and that's it.
1: Okay. And so then the, I hold
0: the the. the in end my
1: opinion, it. that's that's safe. The ones that I first yeah. had were like eight or nine inches. So like, and I was <laughs> watching, I was watching people loop them like three times. I'm like, that's got to unroll a lot. If you miss behind, it's going <laughs> to hang on for a while. So,
0: oh <laughs> crap.
1: Yeah. And I think that for me, I just used the loop because that's what I kind of got accustomed to from the beginning. After I think I, the first right. ones I had were the lasso, but um, there's ways you if you only had if I only had lasso, I could make it work, or I might just go without it. Or you can kind of you can kind of modify them and open them up and turn it into a loop style. Like I've seen that yeah. done, and I've done yeah. that. So, okay. Uh, but I think so for me, straps belts, knee wraps, all of these things also kind of fall into the same, um, same category where I've seen too many people become too dependent on like stuff that's supposed to help you out. Uh, right. I've, the one thing I will say is if I forget tape, it's going to be a rough day because I, the, the weight that I, generally I'm lifting I separate the skin between my thumb and the the nail and yep. I don't know when it's gonna happen but if I'm lifting for an hour more like eventually it's probably gonna happen so my stupid modification is again I said that I don't have to taper off straps I will do a lot of no hook work and I can no hook right like I think I have no hook cleaned like 158 from the deficit so I'm okay. Nice. Um, it's, it definitely moves different, but it's one of those things where I don't, I'm not going to use that excuse. And that's one of the reasons why I've never been a fan and I've tried to talk people out of snatching in a belt. Um, I've had, yeah, I, I, I see people and I used to have people on my team, mostly women that were wanting to wear a belt and snatching. And I'm like, I don't know enough. I just know that I don't like it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the reasons why I didn't like it is they would forget their belt and they're like, Oh, well, I can't really lift today. Cause I forgot my belt. And I'm like, you're fine. You don't, you don't lift nearly enough to need a belt, let alone to need a belt in snatching. And right. my personal opinion is the belt is supposed to help you in certain positions that I don't believe you should really get in, in a snatch. So, I can see it in a clean. That's I can a, see I mean, it in a squat. Yeah. Uh, I know that it's Lasha, best lifter out there right now, he wears a belt. <laughs> like there's a handful of people, but again, these people
0: are. I'm sorry. These are the They're best lifting weights that we've, yeah. we. Yeah, don't even squat. Like, they, I mean, like come on, I, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, <laughs> They're, they've yeah. they've earned
1: it to the point where, like, I don't even. I can't say anything, but. For ninety ninety yeah, right. nine 99% of the people out there, like you don't really need to lift You don't, you don't need to snatch in a belt. I, I did agree with, there was a debate, I think on weightlifting house and what they kind of decided is you should wear whatever you need to wear to lift the most weight. So if, but oh, I don't think that you, you like that. yeah. So I, I go with that, but I also don't think most people need to wear a belt when they snatch.
0: Yeah. It's, there was a point in time where I put the belt on and I think I snatched for like two weeks with it on. And I mean, it was uncomfortable. It didn't feel right. Um, I felt like my body wasn't getting in the right bottom position with it on. And it was, I just didn't like it. And so, you know, like anything else, if it's not comfortable, you know, move on. And that's, I, I don't know. I can't say if it's not comfortable, move on. Like maybe some things have a, have a really good, uh, uh, purpose for what we're doing, but a weightlifting belt and snatching for me doesn't work. And I've only seen, I've only seen women really do it. Um, I I guess I've seen a couple men do it, but not, it's not as frequent. Um, I feel like the most part, the guys who
1: are lifting it are lifting, like pushing double body weight. Yeah. Like good. you look at like Hampton Morris or Harrison Morris or <laughs> I don't yeah. know Lasha's is not lifting yeah. double body weight, but can't, comp- can't, <laughs> he knows what he's doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kidding. That'd be a lot. Uh, um, you know, okay. So there's one thing that I'm like, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ride the train of superstition for me because that's, I think what it is. And I've talked about this before, but it's the knee wraps. Um, it's for me, I I just, I I don't depend on them, but I feel they're a part of my uniform. Mm -hmm. If that makes any any sense. And it's like, you know, okay. So I, uh, we all know by now that I came from, uh, you know, my start in athletics was football. And so we had our helmets, we had shoulder pads, we had our jerseys, and we had all these like pieces of equipment uh, and accessories that we had to wear during the game that were protecting us. Um, but I never looked at it like that. I was like the, I take pride in, in my equipment, but I also take pride in the way I look. And like that for me, um, is, uh, it's like a piece of my, my, my uniform. I get on, I put on my shoes, I put on my, my, uh, knee wraps and I'll put on, you know, my thumb tape. And, uh, if my wrists are hurting, I'll do wrist straps, or if I need straps, I'll do straps. But it's like the knee wraps have always stuck around and, um, my knees are, I mean, they're not bad. I've never had knee problems, but they are kind of jacky. like they, during the day, they just hurt. And I'm, I'm sure it's from, you know, the, a life of sports and that's okay. Cause I think everybody else is like that too. But like, I have really bad, uh, patella problems. And like when I put the straps on, they, they help that. Now, if I were to lift, um, if I were to have a good lifting session, like without straps, or without uh, knee wraps, I think that, uh, I would be very surprised and I, and I gotta, I'm going to try it. Um, but it's been a long time since I've done it. So for me, it's like, I want to, I want to wear them because it, it just, it feels right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives me a little extra support. It keeps my knees warm, helps the patella that right in the front there. And, um, it also, it stops me from going too low in the catch and it it adds tension to my knee so i don't cuz i my i'm i'm pretty flexible and and without them like i don't think my butt's going to touch the ground but i can get pretty low and pretty vertical there and so like um they they actually help me from getting that low because i something i've been working on lately um is trying to catch my meet my snatch catch and not catch it and ride it down because i think that's where right when I catch and I start writing down, I've been watching some of my film. I start dropping out forward. If I were to just catch it and stand up, like I probably wouldn't even drop like 50% of the stuff I'm dropping out forward. Um, but, uh, that's a whole nother, uh, that's a whole nother topic. Um, but knee wraps, I like them I, I think they feel good, they feel comfortable to lift in. Um, I know that actually, I don't know, so maybe you could tell me is like what's the benefit of lifting without them? Is it going to strengthen your knees, strengthen the tendons?
1: So I'd say knee wraps are they have a lot of different variations of how tight you go, how long they are, yeah. how yeah well that that's pretty much the two things. <laughs> um, I guess how thick they are. I like that. Are, but yeah. um, what I would say is a knee wrap to me is much more like a. You're not necessarily wrapping it like you're trying to go do a one rep squat. Like you're right. not going to wrap it as tight as possible, get 100% out of the that elect, 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 electri, not electricity, elasticity. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> Uh, You're not trying to make it so that your legs don't want to bend. You're doing it for support and you're doing it to build up, actually build up the back of your calf a little bit more so that your hamstring will sit more a little bit higher and you won't go as deep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that I believe is there's two different ways or purposes for that. So you're wearing your knee wraps much more like a sleeve would be worn. And I don't think that there's really anything wrong with that. Um, I have had days where I forgot my knee wraps and I have my left knee likes to give me some problems in my old age. Uh, I haven't Mm -hmm. had anything officially wrong with it, but it hurts sometimes. So I will, I will wrap just the left one and I don't wrap it real tight. uh, But it's, it, the left one gets wrapped a whole lot more than the right. And It definitely makes it feel better. Uh, I think that there is a lot of good stuff to say about not hitting or not going down as deep, especially in squats. I have certain wraps that I, they were really, 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 really long. They were onyx when they were making their straps and I got the long ones Mm -hmm. and it was Mm -hmm. almost like wearing two sets. And I just kind of said to myself, I can't wear these unless I'm going for a PR. Like in the squat
0: yeah, because sense. it helps sense.
1: too much. And I don't want to get dependent yeah. on needing to have these really long wraps that are super springy for a set of triples, like three sets of three at 70%. Um, yeah. But I have looked, I just, I just looked and normally my knees feel a lot tighter when I'm starting to lift during the day uh, or tr- during the session. But then when I'm mm-hmm. halfway into it, they're starting to feel pretty good. And when I'm going to go for a bigger lift, I will feel a little bit sluggish wearing knee wraps. And I just looked in my my two heaviest snatches I've done in the past couple of like maybe six months. I snatched 152 mm-hmm. and I didn't have knee wraps on. I snatched 150 on wow. Wednesday, didn't have knee wraps on. Um, nice. And I there, but I, I know that Wednesday I started out with knee wraps, but then I took right. them off. Cause I was like, I need to move faster and I need to be able to get to some of these positions. And, uh, one of the, I think this has to do with the belt as well as the, like, especially in the snatch is there's going to be certain times where you catch a lift and you have to kind of like sacrifice your back positioning to save something. I'm not saying you should do that yeah. all the time. Uh, right. I think that one of the dumbest things that people brag about is being able to save lifts. It's like, if you don't have to yeah. save lifts if you do them right. And <laughs> you're not going to risk <laughs> getting hurt, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. there, there's definitely going to be times where I don't, or I, I might want to be able to get deeper into a lift, um, uh, so that I can save it if needed. Right. Um, like that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, sense. I wouldn't coach that. But I'm also not going to coach someone to lift as off, the way that I do as often as I do and go as heavy as I do. And I, I'm in a different position than every single person that I've ever coached. So
0: yeah, and I mean, you never coach somebody the way you lift because. You're going to coach somebody to the way that they lift, right? I mean that that seems pretty one on one to me. Is like I'm not going to coach somebody on how I lift because I lift very specific to the way my body moves. Um, now, if we're talking programs, that's a different story. But like, I'm not going to tell you that you need to do certain things that I do that are my idiosyncrasies in my positions or whatever. I may say, hey, why don't you try this? Cause this is something that works for me, um, but. Yeah, no, I don't think you should you should ever coach anybody for the way you do because you know your body and you know what you can accomplish and you know you can't always trust what an athlete tells you. Like if an athlete says, "Oh yeah, I'm ready to go," uh, maybe they're not, and then it could lead to injury or, or whatever. You know. Yeah. So Plus, everybody's sense. different. Where
1: I've been lifting for a decade now. Uh, yeah. I weigh two hundred thirty something pounds right now. So nice, slowly, slowly coming down. <laughs> um, you are
0: coming down. I can see it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that, I don't know what that's supposed <laughs> to mean, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it's anyway. like, I, I know the condition
1: I'm in. I know the age I am physically. I know my training age. I know how I'm feeling for the day. I know how my sleep has been. I know how my food has been. I don't know that yeah, with you. Yeah. Why am I going to be yeah, like, you know what? Right. That was, you maybe you should try that. Like you totally didn't make that lift. Maybe if you tried seven more times, you might make it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you know, um, I've found myself in the pickle of, you know, the line that, that's crossed when you maybe say you've missed uh, a lift twice and you're like, you're about to cross that line of I'm going to be really fucking stubborn right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go after this. I've been really close to that line lately. Um, but I've backed off and Mm -hmm. and I've learned a lot from, from backing off and, and I think it's a good thing and I'm coming up to a competition, so I don't need to prove anything (laughs) out here in my garage. Um, but, uh, where I'm going, so I I think what I was going to go back to just a second ago was you were talking about, uh, saving lifts and we had a really good discussion about that yesterday, but it's like when you're training, like, yeah, try to save it, but don't, don't kill yourself saving it because you sh- you should save that for the competition. First of all, <laughs> if you're going to kill yourself, you might as well kill yourself doing something, you know, for, you know, a competition, not training, um, but like try to make it. But if you know, it's not there, just drop it and then sh- take another attempt at it and then stop. Once you hit that line of stubbornness, I guess you'd <laughs> say, I don't know. <laughs> That's it's just like we were, Damon and I were talking about, it. I was like, you know what? I probably could have saved that lift. I go, but my luck, I would have like freaking pulled my hammy trying to save it. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't ever try to save lifts." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, cool. Well, I'm in good company then." <laughs> that's yeah, funny. I,
1: no, I think that's that's great. Like, if it's not 101 percent or it's in competition, and there's a chance yeah. of you getting hurt, what's the point of saving it? I exactly. mean, you've seen my life freaking goal. The PR attempt that has so much backing yep. with that 155 snatch, and yep. I knew that if I stood it up, I wouldn't be able to lift for probably two weeks.
0: Yeah, and exactly. That was and that's my point.
1: <laughs> that was that was the right decision, um, but I wanted that lift so bad. I still think back at it, and I'm like, good thing that competition went as good as it went. Otherwise, if right, like if I did right. terrible, I'd be like, I did terrible, and I didn't get that lift.
0: <laughs> yeah and then and you're well now you wouldn't hurt yourself but you know who knows yeah. i guess in a competition it doesn't matter i i I'm, I'm willing to i'm willing to push it a little bit and that's another thing that like we were that sort of fed off of that conversation was like you know training is is one realm of this and when you're competing i'm a game day computer you know i'm a game day athlete and so like when i When I step onto that platform, I told Damon, it's like, I will do my, I'll make my body do things to make the lift because that I, that I necessarily will not let, let it do on a training day or just on in my garage or whatever. Like, because I know, like, I know how far I can push my body and I've done it before where I pushed it a little too far, like on the second attempt of a snatch. And then I had to go, I had to take like just a, a two kilo jump. Because I knew, because I like my hip was hurting, and because I I put it in a position to save a lift and to stand it up, um, but then I knew I had a little bit of break after that, so I could I could you know do some stuff with it. But um, that's it's like when you hit that platform on game day, you your body does new different things, and um, I don't know if everybody's like this. This is just how I've always competed. I swear I I will I will lift things and make positions better than I've ever done it before. And I'm sure this has to do with adrenaline. And this is like, people are like probably saying, oh yeah, no shit, we all do that. But um, this is just something that I've noticed. And maybe it, people need to hear it is like, you, when you're training in your garage, in your gym, with your club or whatever it is, like it doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> it's, it's training, you're building positions, you're building muscles, you're building technique, like where it has to be perfect, or damn near close is on the platform when you're competing. And that's the whole purpose of training to get it right on the platform. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I've, I've been a part of a couple of teams and one of them would always say like, you can't look at tomorrow's workout. Like today's workout has to be the most important workout that there is. Uh, I really disagree with that. (laughs) I think that the most important workout, session training session that you're going to do is the next one and you need to keep that in mind but then on competition day you don't there's nothing else but those six lifts you do what you need to do to to make those lifts happen and if it means that you're gonna potentially sacrifice a pulled hamstring or something like that as long as you can get through those six lifts you sacrifice what you need to
0: exactly exactly and that's what you do yeah yeah so There was,
1: um, I pulled my, I pulled my adapter at the Howard Cohen a year ago and I I still was able to make it happen. Like I had to get wrapped up real quick by a a PT guy. And then I got told that I had to like change how the wrap was because it's not allowed to be on top of your uh, singlet. It has to be underneath it. So thankfully I I pulled it on my second attempt and, or I think I pulled on my first attempt uh, in the snatch and then I went out there and I don't believe I made it a second or a third. And then they, and they wrapped it up on the third. And then I was told I had to put it underneath the singlet before cleaning jerks so or I'd be disqualified. So
0: oh, crazy. And then oh, I ended up going effect.
1: out and making, I believe one or two, I don't know. I did what I had to do. So.
0: Yeah. And I remember, remember you talking about that and uh, you know, it's just, it's what you got to do. It's the uh, the changes you make on game day, and it's that's just how it goes, you know. So, um, oh man, we're 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 going. Uh, so, okay, here's I, if we were to back up a bunch, I said here I want to talk about a topic later, and, and we can touch on this because I think we have some time here, which is something you said about the barbell. Um, what is your opinion on should should your training barbell um, be almost the same as your barbell that you're going to be competing with, or should you not worry about it? Or is it like, like, what? Do, what is your thought on the, what you, tr- the barbell you train on? Cause I know you train on the best, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just going to, we already know this. Um, but like for like me, I train on a, um, a gymway bar. Is it gymway? Yeah. Sure. Um, but it's a, it's the elite compete competition bar. But every time I go over to, a, to uh, somebody's house or I go to uh, Rose city and they have the Aleco bars, like I always lift better. And, I, and I'm like, <laughs> I was telling Damon, like, I feel like my bar is longer than those because my grip is like, it doesn't quite go out to the collars on mine. But when I get to those, my grips out on the collars. And so, It's interesting. So what's your thought on the bar you train with consistently versus what you compete with? That's, that's
1: a again, different places in a weightlifting career. Um, yeah, I know that I'm not going to be competing. If I'm competing locally, I'm not going to be competing on my bar. Most likely, uh, especially a lot of these competitions local are being sponsored by, uh, a couple of equipment companies. So I have been mm-hmm. lucky enough to win a handful of those bars as well. So if I know that like uh, revision is going to be sponsoring a meet that I think that they're going to be sponsoring one of the next meets I'm doing, I'm going to throw that bar into my mix a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just have the, I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. Um, I think that if okay. you are, if you are, so wh- when I made the comments about the Alico stuff, literally yeah. when I was when I got the the two different competition Alico bars, alls that was in my my headlights or my my focus was solely on Masters Worlds and I think the. Pan Am's and I, Pan Am's was actually ended up, I do it, did the online one. So that was on my bar, but it was basically everything I was thinking about was master's worlds. Right. So that's right, literally right. like all I trained for. Didn't care about anything else. Hmm. And I knew that I was going to be warming up with an Aliko bar and I was going to be competing with an Alico bar. Everything was going to be the same. Yeah. You yeah. go to local meets and if that's where like your career is currently at, or even national stuff, you're not necessarily the training bar in the back is not going to be the same bar that you're going to be out competing with. Correct. So I would almost say it's better to get used to lifting on multiple different bars. Yeah. Um, one of the, actually my favorite bars that's at the strength tank is a Penle bar that doesn't have the center neural, and that thing whips amazing. Like that bar is so good.
0: I hate the center neural (laughs) it it wrecks so many of my shirts like I don't know if you do you get it where it like rips up the bottom of your shirt
1: uh not too bad yeah but I'm even from like cleaning or from what
0: snatching because I, I guess I wear my shirts a little bit bigger and so sometimes it'll and my hips sit above where the end of my shirt is so like I'll it doesn't happen as much anymore, but I have some some of my favorite shirts. When I first got this bar, <laughs> that it would come into it and like there, it's just like they ripped in half the shirt oh, wow. because there's all the holes of, of the knurling hit it. Now the knurling doesn't do it to my shirts anymore, but maybe that's because my my techniques changed. I don't know. I'm a little bit more vertical now, sure. And Than like before, where I was like pulling everything back into me. Yeah. Um. And so. Uh, I can actually lift with uh, shirts I like these days. Oh, there you go—not <laughs> just, not just the raggedy shirts.
1: Well, There's a perfect example of everybody lifts different. So yeah. the same, the one, yeah. the one thing that works for you isn't necessarily going to be working for everybody, and shouldn't be forced upon everyone.
0: Well, and that's what this podcast <laughs> is about, right? You know, yeah. we give we give objectives, we give opinions, and we try to make things. Uh, you know, fairly listenable to a wide range of people. And like, if you haven't heard what we're talking about, great. And if you have cool, whatever, <laughs> like we're just, we're, we're doing our best to uh, keep the community and, and and talking and, and just having weightlifting be like this point of our life where we can talk about it and have these theories and, and enjoy it. Right. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So, all right, man. Um, let's see coming up. Uh, I'm going to see you in two weeks. Yeah, I'm excited yeah awesome I'm ready yeah yeah so I am too I mean I've had some very funny days in the in the gym as of recently and and uh like I said uh on the polo like I'm thankful I have that Marco Polo group that I can just get on and just be myself at times <laughs> because sometimes I'm just like I'm I'm so angry I just got to yell at something and I don't want it to be my wife or kids so no, that's what we're looking uh, for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, it's getting about that time. I'm starting to starting to think about it, visualize it, get the bubbles and the guts and all that, and and think about like you know what game day is going to look like. And, nice. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I'm excited. Oh, that's going to be great. <sighs> yep. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, we're 45 minutes in and I think that's good about a good stopping point. So, uh, dude, this has been a great show. Ton of, uh, stuff. Anybody out there, you got anything to say about what we said today, please leave comments, shoot me a message on DM because, uh, I love a good debate. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. Uh, anyways. Yeah. I think that's all I got, buddy. I hope you have a great night and, uh, we'll talk to everybody later.